0: here at Sunny Slope. Very welcome. You know, the one typical good thing is after we have a day of 114 or a couple of 112s, it usually does bring in some moisture. And it looks like that's going to happen this week. In fact, it's just a glorious forecast. You know, later in the week, we're supposed to be uh, 102 and 75. And plants are going to love that. The nurseries will be happy. Our workers will be happy. And hopefully you'll enjoy it as well. And, you know, perhaps we'll get some rain. It uh, certainly can happen. And we got a pretty good shower last weekend down at our farm in Hyde. In fact, we didn't have any doves for our dove hunt, hardly at all, because the rain scared them all off, but it was still a beautiful time. Anyway, welcome to the Woodfield Nursery Garden Show. We could talk about the landscape of your dreams, your nightmares, how to grow it, why to grow it. If you have solutions for some of our problems, we would love to hear from you on those as well. Plenty of things to do here in our landscape. We are in a subtropical region, yes, and uh, the clouds out there this morning, they're looking a little more tropical. We love that. But uh, at any rate, whatever you think you want to talk about or you want to grow, we've certainly had our problems this summer with the heat, but those things are uh, kind of going away. And. Uh you know, the days are going to get shorter, and the nights are going to get cooler, and plants will be happy once again. Uh, this is a Lister participation program. It looks like the phone lines are ringing, folks. In fact, uh, they're ringing so much that once Shira gets them all answered, we'll have a full board. So we'll get right to the phones. We have the lovely Shira here on Phones and Music. We have Mr. Troy Barrett on the news, and I'm Brian with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Edna and Scottsdale, good morning. Hello, Edna. I bet it. Good morning. Uh, Brian? Yes.
1: I was down at your Glendale store and bought two new trees. Wonderful. And uh, Mark and her, his entourage arrived on May 15th and told me to water twice a week, which I did faithfully. But he said to do something after se- uh, September. And that's the reason for my call, because I forgot to write it down.
0: Uh, and what variety of trees did you plant?
1: Okay, I bought a fantax ash, is that right, mm-hmm. and, uh, and a navel orange.
0: Okay, so yeah, pretty much now as the weather cools down, you can go to weekly watering. Okay. Just once a week. Once a week, nice and deep, okay. And it's important to get the water down to a depth of two or three feet. They should have wells around the trees.
1: They do. They did a wonderful job. What are those white things they threw in for fertilization? It looks like white mothballs. Well,
0: they look like mothballs, but what they are is they're a slow release fertilizer tablet.
1: Well, they sure worked and they survived 118, 19 temperature.
0: Well, I think a lot of that had to do with your good care.
1: <laughs> well, I ran it real slow because I've heard over the 20 years I've listened to you that to run it real slow overnight and boy, it really works. But I ran them for two to three hours a day, uh, twice a week.
0: Yeah, so let's let's stay at the two to three hours, but we can change it to once a week. As soon as what's going to really make a big difference is this week we're supposed to have temperatures like 100, 102, and then the night times are going to cool off. And what wonderful, you, what you wonderful. might want to do with the,
1: news I've heard for a month.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was looking at the forecast yesterday morning and just just smiling but uh, the One other...
1: other question and if i may uh, Sorry. brian um when i come in to get some more fertilizer next week i love that uh organo pro it mm-hmm. just makes my trees smile and uh when i get uh do you have some uh bogan vias is it a oh, good absolutely. time to plant it's bogan a great
0: vias? time to plant bogan vias and it's the perfect time to fertilize those new trees again too
1: Oh, oh, no, what can I use to fertilize yes, those that, the, the
0: Organo Pro Citrus food would be excellent.
1: Oh, okay. They can't so read they,
0: they don't know it, but they like it.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, well, uh I want you to know they survived. Your fly, your trees are the best.
0: Well, thank you. Ed, we appreciate it. Okay, Brian. Thank you so much. Have a nice Sunday. Bye-bye. Uh Melanie and Chandler, good morning, Melanie.
2: Good morning, Brian. Glorious morning to you. Um, I am in Scottsdale today helping at the folks' house getting the yard set up for autopilot with the water. Mm-hmm. And um, I, there are a variety of trees. Each is over 10 years old, but I'm wondering if they should be on the same um, watering schedule and quantity of water. Um, uh, mesquite, uh, Texas, mm, help me with the words here, Texas, uh, Texas Mountain one. Laurel
0: or Texas Ebony.
2: Ebony, ebony, it's the Texas ebony. Uh Um, There's a Chinese elm, a shoestring acacia, and a mesquite.
0: Yeah, so those are all very compatible on the same water system. You know what's really great about those trees, too, is you can turn off and on how much moisture they're using and transpiring uh, and how much they'll actually cool your yard down by watering extra when it's really hot. But it looks like really hot's going to end after today, so I would say Woo-hoo. at the most frequent, you need to water them is weekly, okay? And by October, okay. you can go to once every two weeks, and then pretty much November, you know, all the way through March, you can water those heavy once a month, and they'll be fine.
2: Okay. And I'm changing out the um, the heads on the the bubblers, and a couple of them have uh, multiple, just a quarter-inch PVC emitter-type thing. Uh-huh. Um, what gallon it would be good for those? Well, the, the once key we- is
0: when you're watering, you want to water very deep. Okay. And so okay. it's going to take maybe with a multiple port emitter. That's what they call the ones that come out like out of a hard pipe. And then they have multiple, like a spaghetti come out of them. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, you can run those for several hours. for So depending on how many heads you have and how large the tree is, but probably a couple hours at least. And, uh, okay. like I said, you can change that if the weather, you know, keeps cooling and we certainly hope that it does because days are getting shorter Then uh, you could go to once every two weeks here, probably by the first of October.
2: Okay. I'll, I'll put jars on each one and kind of figure out that mass and we'll that's get it. That's a great good.
0: way. Yeah. If you know what your system puts out, that's fantastic.
2: Okay. And then the other question, um, there are some, uh, bougainvillea and which are very well established. And some oleander, Um, they're the the pink flower oleander, Mm -hmm. uh, slightly dwarf. And then there have been added some new ones of those this year. Um, With the really hot temperatures, what time of year would you recommend for this year to cut those back so they still have that beautiful winter bloom? Today.
3: Today. Today. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm on
0: get? it. Really? On with, it. with the Bogan V, it's a great, great call. But this time of year, we really want to prune our uh, Bogan Vias back because if we prune okay. them now, they have enough time to grow and fill out and produce the beautiful br- bracts and color for the winter. You know, and truthfully, Bogan Vias are as pretty here as anywhere in the planet, uh, you know, when they're maintained properly. And if you'll cut them right now, cut them back as severely as you like. Uh, they should be in bloom again in about six weeks. We'll have enough heat through the end of October for them to come back and regrow and bloom. And uh, then don't cut them again till March.
2: Okay, nice. And last question, please. Um, the the um, food cabinet over here for plants mm-hmm. has Organa Pro Citrus uh, fish emulsion and um, Super Thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, when it cools a little bit more, is Organa Pro Citrus good all around?
0: It would be fine right and now, the- Melanie. It, it really because okay. it's a little slower release. You can fertilize now, and it'll give you a nice fall flush for everything.
2: Okay, boy, I sure appreciate your help. We're gonna keep it looking lovely over here.
0: Well, happy Sunday, Mooney. Take care.
2: Thank you. Happy Sunday.
0: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Uh, can and Scottsdale. Good morning. Hi. Good
4: morning. Um, was calling about an Arizona ash tree. I have a easy ash tree. It's in rock. I've been watering it. I put the hose on it for about four hours last week. And, um, one second. And, uh, two weeks ago, I put the hose on it for about four hours as well. But apparently it wasn't enough. The tree is dying. Um, the, about 70% of the tree is brown leaves. And there's one trunk that comes out of it. That's still got some green, uh, leaves on it. I'm trying to figure out if, It's savable or not? Well,
0: how old is the tree?
4: Gosh, it's probably at least
0: 20 years old. Okay. So it it probably is savable, you know. And really the damage was done back in July whenever it was exceedingly hot for a long period of time. And you can prune it back. What I would do with it right now is fertilize it uh, with like the citrus food. It would be great. You know, go ahead and feed it right now. See what flushes out. And then you know, after you get some flush on it, which you should have happen between now and the end of October, come back this winter and just prune all the dead off and reduce its size. But as long as it's got some viability to it and you reduce its size, you might even need to protect the trunk some because now the canopy's gone and the trunk is subject to sunburning. But you can just see what comes mm-hmm. out and uh, make a decision later in the fall. But for right now, feed it and make sure it's deep watered. And you're not going to really overwater an ash. So if you water it heavy once a week, that'd be great.
4: Okay, so what, leave the hose on it for another... couple
5: hours, uh, yeah. hours or something? overnight. Yeah, a few hours. Okay.
0: Overnight slow is fine. But, uh, yeah, give it the extra water, recharge the ground, give it a little fertilizer to grow on, and just see what uh, the Lord brings to the leaves.
4: All right, well, thank you very much. Thanks,
0: again. Bye-bye. Uh, Lucy in Phoenix. Good morning, Lucy.
6: Good morning, Brian. I am sorry to say that uh, my rosewood uh, tree or bush... Uh, got away from me, and I didn't know it was, someone told me it was dead out there, and I've had it for about 40, 45 years, and it's always been so easily cared for. Mm-hmm. And so someone said there's a little green on one side. Is there any hope of saving that? Well, it? let's see. very, I very much it? just
0: like the last caller. What I would do is, is get a soaker hose or a way to really deep water it, okay, right. and then uh, fertilize it. And do both those things right now and uh, see what comes back out. It's pretty hard to kill one. I, I would imagine that down out of the wood, you know, lower in the tree, it's going to regenerate some foliage and come back out. And as soon as it gets leafed out and really starts to come back, you'll have to have someone come in and do some corrective pruning on it.
6: Yeah, I was just wondering, just uh, leave the whole tree as it is now and, and until I really see any. Until you,
0: kind of- yeah, leave it until the end of October anyway.
6: Okay. And one other thing, on my um, uh, bougainvillea, I have the torch glow. Uh, I, I thought you told me to leave those, like, uh, octea.
0: The- I personally really prefer them that way, Lucy. Uh, maybe a little thinning on the pruning, but I like to grow them large. Their natural form, because it's just uh, a very unique plant, different than all other Bougainvilleas. And that beautiful form is something I really admire personally. It
6: is. It really is cool. Okay, Brian, thanks so very much.
0: Have a nice weekend, Lucy. Bye-bye. Right. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with Lee and Scottsdale, Dave and Gilbert. But if you'd like to be after Dave, all you have to do is give the lovely Shira a call. Now, we're not going to give you her home number, but you can call her in the studio. So the number for Shira here, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We're here every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM, KTAR.
3: I heard she sang
5: a good song. I heard she had a style. And so I came to see her. For a while And there she was This young girl A stranger to my eyes Drumming my pain with her fingers Singing my life with her words Killing me softly with her song Killing me softly with her song
0: well, welcome back, folks. Beautiful Sunday morning here in Sunny Slope. The clouds over the hills are fantastic. I know it's supposed to get warm. But warm and shady under the clouds certainly beats hot and sunny. Anyway, we'll get right back to the phones. we got Lee in Scottsdale, Dave, Paul, and then it could be you. All I have to do is give us a call at 602-277-5827,
5: 277-KTAR. Good morning, Lee. Yeah, good morning. Say, I have a 35-year-old grapefruit tree, which this summer has really done a number on, dying back, and one section, like an entire wedge, has died, and Maybe three weeks ago, there was a gentleman who called in who described his grapefruit tree Mm -hmm. doing that. And I said, that sounds exactly like mine. So I did take the suggestions you gave him, uh, that Monterey disease control Mm -hmm. and some Super Thrive. Mm -hmm. And uh, also when I came in, they thought that with the canopy dying back, the sun was scorching the bark. So I wrapped that. So my question is, when I read about Monterey's disease control, which I put around the base in the well. It says you can also spray that on. Yes, and I have an old sprayer. Mm-hmm. Can I safely spray the canopy of that tree?
0: Absolutely. What you would want to do, you could just put like a hose-in sprayer or a tank sprayer, just make sure it didn't have any herbicide in it, and uh, it'll be fine. Yeah. And that that is very yeah. advantageous. The other thing you'd probably want to do, Lee, which you didn't mention, is go ahead and fertilize it right now. Okay. Okay? And, okay. And typically, if they're really, you know, that severely damaged, it's probably easier to paint the wood on the tree um, to protect it, but the wrap is better, so that's fine if you got the wood protected, and go ahead and prune off the dead. I mean, everything that's dead is not helping anything. If you reduce the tree size yeah. and balance it, uh, this is the time of year. We have absolutely perfect citrus growing weather the end of this week. You know, it's going to be 102 and 75, so the tree's get yeah. a rest, but it's warm enough for them to really grow, and uh, it should pop out some new buds and leaves this week and uh,
5: start to repair itself. I've just seen that grow some brand new growth, maybe an inch long just on the ends of some of the. Well, and I think you'll see a lot more, alive. but that's
0: why I would go ahead and prune it and balance it right now okay. so that as it comes out, you can take advantage of all that new growth and have a nicely okay. formed tree once more.
5: I have one more question. When those that grapefruit was planted, it was planted next to a lemon tree and frankly probably too close because the canopies now grow into each other, and I keep trimming back the lemon mm-hmm. so it doesn't overtake the grapefruit. And I think I heard you describe at your nursery, don't you trim back citrus pretty heavily sometime of the year? So I'm well, what we do commercially in our
0: commercial orchards league is we're cutting yep. one portion of the tree every year, so we'll top the trees. We have a big hedging machine because we have hundreds of, you know, literally thousands of trees to cut, so it's like yeah. a big lawnmower. We mow the tops of the trees off, <laughs> okay. okay, and then we'll come come back and cut one side one year and let that grow and fruit more on the other side the, ne- the next year and that way we can keep vigorous healthy trees. Now, at home where you have more time to prune, if you'll open up the interior part of the canopy to get a little light, not directly burning the trunk but if you'll reduce mm-hmm. the size of the tree and open up the interior, the very best quality lemons are going to be on the inside of the tree and if there's enough light there for it to bloom in the spring uh, you'll find you get some just fantastic lemons more inside the tree. You know, we would do it commercially but I just can't afford to
5: yeah. If I want to top it off like your lawnmower concept or mm-hmm. your citrus, when is the best time of year to do that?
0: You can prune a citrus tree pretty much anytime time as long as you're not exposing wood to the sun. So those vigorous okay. shoots that jump right out of the top, if you want to prune some of those out now, yeah. uh, no reason not yeah. to. Okay. Perfect. Thanks, Lee. All right. Well, well thank you. Have a nice weekend. Bye, uh, Dave and Gilbert. Good morning, Dave.
5: Hey, good morning, Brian. How are you?
0: Oh, enjoying the morning. This, you know, I, this is the, my favorite studio because I get to sit here and look at the mountains I climbed in all the time when I was younger. Probably should go back to doing some more of it again now.
5: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a, a question for you about some queen palms. I a couple of weeks ago when we had this last storm, the, the spear or st- this new growth spear in the middle mm-hmm. has uh, just folded over and hanging down on the side of the tree. I'd I, Thought nothing of it. I thought it's probably from the high winds. But this morning when I came out, um, the other queen palm, beautiful green growth out of the center that's starting to open up, and it just it's just falling over and laying against the side. Well, of the
0: Dave, tree. if you remember that hot weather we had three years ago in August, I would say twenty yeah. percent of the uh, queen palms in Gilbert died. And, and the reason why they die is number one, they get stressed. But after they're stressed, they get a fungus in the crown. And, um, you know, the fungus will eat right down through the tree and, and can be lethal. So what I would do is I would treat them with a combination of moderate disease control and copper sulfate. And it's best, okay. best applied, you know, some poured right down the crown and uh, then also put through the soil. And it goes both ways. It goes up through the plant systemically, but if you can get it contacted and pour it down in the crown, uh, that will really help arrest the get, and kill the fungus.
5: Okay, so they're not. There's still a chance of saving them. They're not oh, if they've got fol-
0: if they've got some foliage on them, they're not they're, they're not dead. But that bud, the okay. part that's you know basically failing in the center is the growing point, and so that's why you pour the fungicide right down the crown. Okay. Gotcha. And, okay. and, and that way with the copper, you, you're using basically copper, which is a poison. And the other when the Monterey disease controls a bacteria that eats fungus. So you're kind of getting the full, you know, full mode of both types of uh, prevention.
5: Okay. Thank you. Any time of day or?
0: No, you can put it on whenever you want to. But I mean, it's just a matter of getting up to some of the crowns and these bigger queen palms can be difficult.
5: Yeah, they're about seven years old. They're not too bad. So. Okay.
0: okay. And you do want to make right. sure you keep the copper off your hands. You know, too much copper is pretty toxic. Okay, thanks, Dave. Bye-bye. Yep, bye. Uh, Paula in Phoenix. Good morning, Paula.
2: Hi, Brian. Love your show. I have a a neighbor question. Um, There's a Paula Verde tree between my property and my neighbor's property. My neighbor is kind of a new homeowner. And this Paula Verde, although it doesn't get any water at all, has grown into a monster to where I'm really glad we didn't get a lot of monsoon storms because I worry about this tree landing on my garage. Um, I kind of I when I saw him outside one day I kind of hinted towards, wow, this tree is really big. It's hanging over my garage. Do you mind if I trim it? Thinking he would get the idea that he should have this tree trimmed, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, "Oh yeah, go ahead." And but.
0: He didn't get the hint. So I'm just. <laughs> well, can you think I, of... I, I think his re- response was fairly appropriate. <laughs> you know, if you want to trim it, trim it. And actually, you're entitled to prune any part of the tree that's hanging over uh, on your side of the property. And, and he doesn't have an obligation okay. to trim it for you. So, um, you know, that's okay. kind, of, kind of where you're at. You know, <laughs> you were playing poker together, and I guess he read your bluff. I mean, that's all I can tell you.
2: <laughs> yeah. So can you suggest, I mean, if it lands on my garage, is it my responsibility or is
0: it his? Well, you know? you're, you're aware of the fact it's hanging over your garage, right? And it's on your side. So it's, it's. I think it's your responsibility.
2: Okay. To just trim it off of my garage.
0: Just trim it off your garage. Or, or maybe what I would do is I'd, I'd take him over a glass of iced tea this afternoon when it's really hot and say, Hey, how about we just hire somebody to come out and prune this tree and I'll split it with you.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, it's really big. And well, I am not I just don't think he's really aware. Well, but and you can reduce, you know how it, new it, Is it is it
0: a, a Desert Museum Pal, already?
2: I'm not really sure. bright, it's, bright, it's, bright it looks bright, like big bright, and strong and it's
0: bright green foliage or kind of gray foliage.
2: Um, pretty bright green.
0: Okay, so it's probably a desert museum, and they really are the fastest growing because they're a hybrid. So, and you can prune them any time of the year right now. It would be fine. Um, and, you know, I, I would see if maybe you could work together on that.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Good luck, Paula. All right. Bye-bye.
2: Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Uh, Bob in uh, Sun City. Good morning, Bob.
4: Hi, Brian. I, uh, I, have, I have two questions. One, I have a baby lime tree, and then I have a, a mature grapefruit tree. The baby lime tree is about four years old and starting to get fruit on it. The, I don't know what kind of lime tree it is. The lines are about the size of a fist; they're very large lines, and they are coming off of only like one or two branches on it so far. Um, first of all, based on my description, can you tell me? Yeah, it's, what it's, 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 it's I, a it's a it's a
0: it's a bear's lime, Bob. Bear's
4: lime, okay, mm-hmm. and and. Um, what, why is this, I have like five large lines coming off of like two branches only. Mm-hmm. Why is that?
0: Well, it may be that it uh, is growing up from the rootstock as well. So you might have one that the rootstock has grown up and that part might not be a viable portion of the tree. What I would do is look where the branch is that's producing the fruit. And if you can follow that branch all the way down low and the other branches, uh-huh. the foliage looks a little different. Uh, they could very well be a, you know, a rootstock, which would be a rough lemon of some sort.
4: Okay, do you think does that does have anything to do with pollination, maybe?
0: No. No, it's it's going to no. have to do with, with the, uh, maybe this the age of the tree, too. But if the foliage looks different, you know, you probably have some macrophylla rootstock growing up in the bottom, and you'll probably want to cut everything away except for the portion that has the lines on it.
4: Okay, everything looks normal. It looks very healthy. It's doing mm-hmm. very well. It had no stress from the summer at all. Um, so I can't figure out what's going on there. So... Well, I, that's why I,
0: I, I, I would track the tree down, look at the branch that's fruiting, okay? And make sure if the foliage all looks the same, it's probably all lime. But bear's limes, you know, historically don't fare near as well here as Mexican limes do. And the smaller, the smaller Mexican lime is going to be a lot more productive. And the thing with bear's limes, they usually only live about 8 to 10 years.
4: Oh, Okay. And when do you harvest those?
0: Uh, you can, well, they're, they're green. You could harvest them right now. Commercially, they'd be picked just like they are on the tree now. And if you leave a okay. lime on the tree long enough, it'll actually ripen and turn yellow.
4: Oh, yeah, because they're huge right now, and they're very large. Okay, so I can pick them now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And secondly, I have a, a mature grapefruit tree. It's about 25, 30 years old, I'm guessing. And... Um, it's about fifteen yard, fifteen feet away from my neighbor's tree. Same type of tree. His tree got some kind of disease, and it's half dead. That disease appears to have jumped over to my tree um, because it's 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 my tree is looking like it's going down now. Bob, you know a lot is of the great gonna...
0: Bob. I've got to take a break for the news. You want to hold on? All right. Okay. We'll be right back after the news with Mr. Troy Barrett. He's in the studio. He's live. We'll be right back with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. Sunday morning. Here going to be a little warm, but uh, that's all right. Uh, back to the phones. Bob in Sun City. Hey, Bob.
4: Hi. Okay. So my twenty-five-year-old grapefruit tree is about fifteen feet away from my neighbor's tree. My neighbor's tree appears to have gotten some kind of disease. Maybe, well, it's, uh, it's probably not a bee's
0: disease, Bob. And in Sun City, how do you water?
4: Uh, I have it on an uh, automatic system. I water it about once a week for about 45 minutes. Okay. It would be better
0: probably to water it once every two weeks. Is it bleeding any sap out of the wood? Uh,
4: I don't think so. Okay. I, I have to look. It's, I don't know.
0: Well, so what I would do with it right now, as we talked about the grapefruits earlier in the program, I would prune it back severely, fertilize it, okay, and paint any of the wood that's exposed to the sun white, and it should come back out. Now, if you see any sap coming out of the wood, you could treat it with a combination of Monterey Disease Control and or copper sulfate. And that's what kills phytophthora, which is a soil fungus, which is oftentimes a problem. And truthfully, in Sun City, because we have such heavy clay soil and caliche underneath, uh, weekly watering is probably more than it'll need for the rest of the year. It's good in the summertime, but right now I'd probably change the watering cycle to once every two weeks. But when you water it now, fertilize it, water it, cut it back, and uh, you should arrest the problem, and it should grow back out over the next couple months
4: really okay because the leaves don't look green they look like they're they're sunburned uh, Bob. I,
0: I would be sunburned if i was in your yard all day and I, never got to move either
4: Okay, but my neighbor's tree had this problem that's been going on for about three years before the heat.
0: Well, the Phytophora is bad, and it can be in citrus all over, and we don't have to have extreme heat to cause Phytophora. It's a soil fungus that goes into the tree system, and it's very common here in the valley. And it's usually okay. worse when people water too frequently and keep the ground wet. It's kind of like getting athlete's feet, which is another fungus.
4: Oh. Okay? So you're... You're saying once a week is too often, huh? Well,
0: not in the summertime when it's real hot, okay? But for the rest of the year now in Sun City, because of your soil type, it would be too often. So this time of year going forward, I change it to every two weeks. But get all those corrections made first in one good deep irrigation. Bob, thanks for the call. Uh, Tom and Scott Stowe, good morning.
4: Good morning, Brian. I've got an area of grass that I put Roundup on a couple, three days ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And how soon... Can I start planting shrubs in that area? Today. Oh, okay. Now, I, now, I didn't know so, if-
0: some of the grass may come back. You know really it's not always a hundred percent kill with a roundup on it. But you mm-hmm. can come back and spot spray even after you have the shrubs in there with a product called fuselade. And so it's mm-hmm. a selective herbicide that won't hurt your shrubs but will kill grass. So if you okay. know, go go ahead and plant now, the roundup once it hits the ground dry is not going to affect any plants.
4: Okay, and it doesn't do anything bad to the soil. Though, well, it, I it's
0: assume. debatable, and you know we're not going to go into the debate because I could t- we could spend two hours on talking about it. But realistically, mm-hmm. uh, practically, no.
4: Okay. Okay, great. I appreciate the info.
0: Thanks, Tom. Bye, bye. Uh, Lucy in Phoenix. Good morning, Lucy
3: good morning i have a question about an evergreen pear i planted three smaller ones together because i wanted to achieve a wider look and i didn't have the money to buy a great big one so i've achieved it in three years what i would have had to wait for 10 but now my question is i have a lot of foliage around the bottom Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's wide it's almost like a square when can i start trimming some of that out i do i have planted ruella all along to protect because it gets western exposure uh-huh. all along the the you know the bottom of it but i need to start Pruning some of the lower out. When can I do that?
0: You could do some moderate pruning on it right now, Lucy, and uh, start to prune a little. Hurt it? No, it's not going to hurt it. And if you want to do major major pruning, I would do that. No, 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 no.
3: Nothing, nothing major because it's it's achieving exactly what I wanted it to achieve. Except it's down a little lower. I Mm -hmm. want it to go up a little higher.
0: Yeah, you know, minor pruning right now is fine. You don't want to expose any of the wood that's not got bark on it yet to full sun. So if it's that smooth wood.
3: because the Ruella is covering all that up, it's grown up into the tree, which is marvelous. That's fine. Okay, thank you so much.
0: Prune away. Bye, Lucy. Uh, Chris and Queen Creek. Good morning, Chris.
4: Good morning. Uh, two questions. I'd like to do a relatively major trimming on dwarf myrtle. When can I do that? Uh,
0: major pruning on it, there's kind of a trick to dwarf myrtle if you want to, is you can prune yeah. one side back pretty heavily and leave it for a couple of weeks and let it pop new buds on that side and then prune the other side back. But I would say as soon as we're going to have this weather break and uh, if we kind of take a look at our forecast for the next couple of weeks, uh, realistically at 100 degrees and 75 at night, that myrtle is going to start to grow like crazy again. It's perfect weather for it. So that being said, you know, you could start pruning it next week. But if you want to come back faster and look better sooner, uh, you can go ahead and prune half of the plant, you know, this week, wait two, three weeks and prune the other half. And the other... You you know, pointer with these, uh, dwarf myrtles, Chris, is that, you know, they want to grow kind of like a fan shape where they're narrow at the hip and wider in the shoulders. And you want to prune them just the opposite. You want to prune them so that they're narrower at top and wider at the base. And that'll keep them full to the ground. And, uh, there'll be a better looking plant that way.
4: Okay. Um, iceberg roses. Mm-hmm. When, when should I trim some of that up and when should I fertilize it?
0: Uh, you should trim them and fertilize them this week. Um, you know, pruning them back okay. about a third, you know, and open them up. Now, icebergs, oftentimes, we just kind of hedge them and don't do the pruning like we would with a hybrid tea. But uh, prune okay. them this week and fertilize them this week. A little bit of extra magnesium or epsom salt uh, okay. is beneficial as well, like a, a t- tablespoon or so per plant.
6: Okay.
4: One more question real quick. The dwarf myrtle, like what percentage of that plant can
0: I can I trim? Well, you don't want when the to, temperatures right. Well, but you can you can reduce its size dramatically. But it, but you don't want to cut okay. it all back and take all the foliage off it at one time because it doesn't have a way to feed itself, and it, it probably okay. would still come back, but it'll be very difficult for it. So if you'll and it's going to look kind of funny, and people might tease you about how you pruned it, but you'll be yeah. very very satisfied with the results because it'll come back a lot faster. So if you'll prune off about half of the pruning you want to do, let that refoliate and then come back and prune the other half if you want to really reduce its size. You can do that, but but uh-huh. don't just cut it off all at once, or it's going to take a long time to recover. Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. Uh, Javier in Phoenix. Good morning, Javier.
4: How are you doing? Good morning, sir. Very fine. Yes. Thanks for asking. Yes, uh, I got a question about a great moral. Um, um, my wife is asking if... Uh, if they are common here in Arizona. You know, they they
0: are, they are pretty common here. There's lots of different varieties, and uh, I wouldn't recommend planting them in rock. Though, really, through the heat, they fared well. You know, much better in July than I thought they would have. And uh, yeah. they can be a pretty plant with nice flowers. They come in all kinds of forms, from big trees to small shrubs. But uh, mm-hmm. they they've done quite well from the you know from the heat. When we can plant them, I would say the best time to plant them Javier would be October.
4: Okay. Okay, sir. Thank you for your help. Thank have, an, you very much. have a
0: nice weekend. Have you here? Bye-bye. Thank you, bye bye. Uh, Goodbye. let's see. Next up we've got a Les in Phoenix. But after Les, believe it or not, we have the first time we're gonna have open phones after Les. And 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 I see Miss Shira back here smiling, so she's she's just waiting for your phone calls. Give her a call, 277 two seven two seven seven K T A R. Good morning, Les.
4: Good morning. Hey, uh, I never thought I'd have to call about this one. It's, it's a ponytail palm, but I guess it's part of the asparagus family. It's not really a palm.
0: No, it's it's like a grass plant kind of thing. It's a, bit, it's a monocot still.
4: <laughs> but uh, it's got a beautiful, you know, looks like an elephant foot at the bottom, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I have two side by side against the uh, uh, north side of the house, and they've always done great. Now, the, just one of them. Is, is yellowing and not looking very good. Uh, now, I had a queen palm that looked that way, and I gave it manganese sulfate. Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: is that a similar cure for this?
0: Well, you know, it'd probably be better to feed it with a balanced fertilizer. You know, instead of just hitting one element, go ahead and feed it with a balanced fertilizer. And you could do even like a 20-20-20 or miracle Grow or, or a citrus food. All those would be fine. And it's stressed from the heat we had back in, you know, in July. We have a very large one in our okay. backyard that uh, was awfully yellow and uh, and they'll green back up, but go ahead and feed it. It's just like a sago palm in the fact that they get really yellow when it's hot, but they'll green back up as the weather cools and it looks like we have a fantastic forecast. So I'd feed it oh, right okay, now cool. and uh, it'll it'll green up. All right. Thanks, Les. Awesome. Bye bye. Thank you. Uh Carlos at Apache Junction. Good morning. Hey, good morning.
4: How are you?
0: Oh, enjoying the day, Carlos.
4: Perfect. Hey, I have a question about uh, uh, treating the ground for weeds. Mm-hmm. So my wife does
0: not want to use any type of chemicals or herbicides. So I, I go out there with a uh, with a torch and uh, sometimes drag around a mat with my tractor. We have an acre. And uh, is there any type of um, uh, pre-emergent that does not have uh, per se, herbicides that, that we can protect the ground well, cover? Well, pre, 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 uh, pre, pre-emergence it. in and of themselves are herbicides, okay? And that's what they okay. do. And what pre-emergence do is they keep the seed from germinating. But mm-hmm. es- especially with like that nice little yellow weed we have out there, you know, recently covering our desert, um, you can oh, completely yeah. arrest that by putting down pendimethalin, and Pendemethylalone okay. is one that we use in agriculture quite a bit we can 't use it in organic agriculture I and mean, know we have to hand hoe everything out of a couple hundred acres so it 's a lot of work but or them. But at any rate, um, if you'll put down the pre-emergent here, you know, within the next week, especially if we have that rain, if we could, you know, put the pre-emergent down tomorrow and get a rain on it, and uh, that's what it takes to activate it. So if you have everything all clean, you put down your pre-emergent, that'll stop the winter weeds from coming in. And, you know, naturally in the desert with the patina and with the creosote bushes and things, there's like almost like natural herbicides that come out of some of the desert plants. And if you'll notice, you know, weeds don't grow under creosotes unless you disturb the soil. And so, if you can get the pre emergent down like twice, put it down now and again in January, you probably won't have many weeds for a couple of years. And unless you break the soil. So, as soon as you know, if you look out in the desert, you know, you don't see tumbleweeds growing out in the open desert until somebody drives a pickup across the desert. And then once you break that natural, you know, barrier, then that comes up. And that's the same thing that pre emergents do at your home. And some pre-emergence, like I say, like pendimethyl, I find to be quite safe. You know, we've used it quite extensively. And if we didn't, it'd just be a nightmare controlling weeds in our nurseries. You know, we have hundreds of acres of nurseries, but you can't use them. And your wife is absolutely correct. they're still chemicals and we can't use them in organic agriculture. Okay. So not nothing around my fruit trees. Well, I would I would put it, you know, if I could use pre-emergence in my groves and still stay certified organic, trust me, Carlos, I would put it down. Yeah, you know, we, <laughs> we, right. we spend tens of thousands of dollars every year getting rid of weeds. But what we've learned to do is we do, you know, in our one grove, we do no-till farming practice. So basically, we don't till the soil. We don't turn the soil. You know, we don't drag the soil with our flat drags unless it gets out of hand. And then we'll drag it a time or two, and then we'll hoe for a year or two, and then once the trees get big enough in our orchards, we, we get more shade and we have less weed seed so that it becomes less and less of a problem over time. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Carlos. Bye-bye. Uh, Mike in Phoenix. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful, sir.
5: Good. Hey, um, I have a question. My wife and I have a small lot in West Phoenix, you know, in the subdivision. We want to plant a couple of citrus trees. We want to do a lemon and an orange, mostly for juicing. So kind of want to know what the best of each of those would be for that and what kind of like prep I need to do for the soil before we plant them.
0: Well, Mike, you get more yield out of a Meyer lemon juice for juice than you do out of a Lisbon lemon, but I would use okay. one of the two, and it depends which one you like better. The Meyer lemon's a cross with the mandarin. It's a little bit sweeter than a L- Lisbon lemon is, but it's got a thinner rind and produces more yield, so you get more juice on it. Uh, orange-wise, probably more. the most popular one that's that's really good and gives you a different season are Valencia's. So you could do Valencia's, you can find some sweets, most of the sweet varieties, though, the fruit's going to be smaller and the Valencia has been improved a lot more. Uh, with my grandfather, you know, back in the 60s and he grew them back in the 40s and 50s, we grew a lot of different varieties of Arizona sweets. But the Arizona sweets today aren't probably as good. And we're looking at maybe bringing back some of these like the Diller sweet and some different ones, but they're not really very available right now. So I, I would probably go Valencia and Meyer if you want the most yield.
5: Okay. Okay. Um, When's the best time to plant them, and what kind of prep should I do for the soil to make sure they're successful?
0: Now is a fantastic time to plant them. You know, by the time okay. you, you get one this week, the weather's going to be 102 and 75, and that couldn't be better than any. It's best weather of the year for growing citrus. And a great time okay. to plant them, and they'll grow a lot between now and the end of October. And as far as planting them, you want to dig a hole about twice as wide, and probably six or eight inches deeper. The soil you remove, you want to blend with about one-third of an organic material. Um, and then basically you want to make sure that when you plant the tree, it's not planted too deep. That'll cause all kinds of problems. You really can't plant them too high, but you can certainly plant them too deep. So when you you have the tree in the container, look for what we call the root flare. That's usually going to be within the top half inch or inch in a container-grown plant. And you want to leave that soil level the same when you plant it as when it came in the container. So you don't want to plant them any deeper. And uh, one other big trick is to take a hose and either put it in the hole before before you put all the fill back in, or else to push it down with the full pressure down beside the tree. Water from the bottom up the first time, that'll take out any air pockets you might might have, and then come right back on top of that and go ahead and feed them, okay, because that organic material, some of that's going to eat nitrogen, so come back and feed them, and if you feed them once a month while they're young, you can cut off the fertilizer, you know, December, January, February, but if you'll feed them, you know, once a month and then start, you know, feed them again back, uh, pretty much we always say Valentine's Day, and once a month all year, make sure the trunks are wrapped to protect them from the sun, and, and come buy them from Whitfields, we grow a lot of them. I will do that.
5: There's one near me.
0: So, <laughs> Thank you, Michael. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, we're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have Mike's line available. Number to call 602-277-5827 for the Woodfield Nursery Garden Show here every Sunday from 7 to 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM, KTAR.
5: I may not always love
0: you, but long as there are stars love
2: you, you never need doubt it. I'll
6: make you so sure about it God
5: only knows what I'd be without you if you should ever leave me the life is to go on oh, believe me the world could show nothing to me so what good would
0: And I hate to cut into the Beach Boys, but I have to give you a little pointer. If If you want to look up that video for that song with the Beach Boys, it's filmed from the top of South Mountain and uh, quite a view up there and you know south mountain kind of gets left out sometimes but uh you know i drove up there the other morning watched the sunrise and i'll tell you what what a beautiful place to be and if you're not much of a hiker or perhaps you're handicapped you know what and you want to enjoy the mountains and the high altitude it's a great place you can drive to and have picnics um let's see i want to take a minute invite you out to whitfield's you know whitfield's we grow trees all kinds of trees all sizes from 15-gallon citrus to 72-inch box shade trees, whatever your dreams, come out and see us. We deliver, plant, and guarantee. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. Fall is on the way. It's probably the best time to plant big shade trees, but it's still a great time for us to plant right now all kinds of citrus, uh, palm trees, uh, perfect for desert trees, mesquites, paloverdes, and ironwoods. Uh, they'll get a lot bigger jump if you'll get them in sooner on the desert trees. And uh, they really kind of go dormant, don't grow much after November. So with the desert trees. You really want to get them in now. With the shade trees, anytime in the next couple months is great for pistachios, ashes, and elms and all the traditional things. And if you lost a few trees and summer was a little hot, come out and see us. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale. We're in the East Valley of Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe. Or 264070 Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south of Sky Harbor Airport. Whitfield Nursery. Since 1940s with my grandparents and now for four generations growing trees here in Arizona for Arizona's future. Uh, back to the phones, looks like we have uh, Eric in Phoenix. Good morning, Eric.
4: Good morning, how's it going? Um, thank you for the call. Hey, I got a couple questions while you're talking about trees. Um, I'm looking, just moved into downtown Phoenix. I want a shady, kid-friendly tree. What uh, Will you recommend? Well, probably one uh, of the
0: easiest, hardiest uh, are red-pushed pistachios. And the pistachios are very dark green, and what makes them especially nice is that they'll... uh you know, be a dark green very hardy here very drought tolerant very water wise tree and and you can water it uh, you know pretty heavy in the heat of the summer but really want to back off the water in the winter time but it'll grow into a nice 30-foot tree with a with a big canopy um, you know it's a good climbing tree uh, elms would be another good climbing tree and, and so would ash but all those would be good shade trees to grow you know in a downtown area and this depending on the size area you have to plant you know, there are different species of ash there's one Called a Raywood, which would be a smaller tree. But,
5: uh, um, what, what do you think about that ficus tree?
0: Because I've been seeing a lot of those. Well, there's a lot of ficus trees around. Um, you know, and we have some in my own house. And I have another kind of a fun tree called a jamblin plum, which is one that has big leaves, kind of like the ficus, which is one of my daughter's favorite climbing trees. Um, so fic- ficus are fine. They're they're going to, they're not going to grow a lawn underneath them. And the difference with growing with an evergreen tree like a ficus, it's going to shed all the time. So it's going to oh, have a lot more litter. But um, there's certainly a, a, a you know a nice, attractive tree. and You can get one that's multiple trunks so that, you know, it's easy to climb up into.
4: Awesome. Um, I've got one more question. Um, what about for, how is it kind of close there downtown? <laughs> Looking for something like a privacy bush. Mm-hmm.
0: To grow how tall? The
4: walls of the, uh, well,
0: what, yeah, I, what, what we do is a lot of in, in Central Phoenix, there are a lot of sour orange trees. And sour orange is a citrus tree that's grown and pruned so you can shear it pretty tight. And it uh, doesn't burn in the doesn't burn in the heat, and it doesn't you know doesn't freeze in the wintertime. and it can even af- offer some security if you wanted to on your property. But it uh, it's a pretty darn easy tree to grow for a hedge like that, um, and you can at the same time, if you wanted just to grow some citrus and hedge them, you could put in like other citrus varieties and just hedge them up against the wall and still get some fruit with maybe some limes or lemons or oranges or tangerines, whatever you enjoy.
4: Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Eric. Bye-bye. I got to say goodbye because it's the end of the hour. I was just reminded by the lovely Sherwin. We'll be right back after the news with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show.